Did they even have windows? Probably not. Who knows? There was so much so incest much was going, going on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh my gosh! Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so weird. <laughs> hey, I'm Brenna, and I'm AC, and welcome to an obsessive nature where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Today, we're going to talk about some underrated books, and it's probably going to feel like we're just telling you how to what to read, but maybe we are. Which is That's awesome. what we're doing! <laughs> so read it! <laughs> I promise you won't regret it. Yeah. If you read mine. I don't know about theirs. Just <laughs> kidding. So we have Aisha again. Aisha's back. She's awesome. Say hello. Hello! <laughs> Aisha here from my booktube channel, Iced Tea Buttermilk Biscuit. Promo <laughs> um, If you're interested in these recommendations that I'm giving to you, maybe you want to check out my YouTube channel. Just a plug. Okay. I've been enjoying it so far. Thanks, I buddy. will subscribe today. Thank you. <laughs> she forgot. actually will. I meant to. I forgot to, actually. Mm-hmm. Anna Claire already told me. <laughs> Brenna's good about supporting people. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, who wants to go first? I can. I can go for it. It's your house. Okay. I just really have two. Um, they're both series, YA series, and they're both alternate history. Surprise, surprise. That's the genre I've been writing in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first is Dread Nation, and the sequel, which is called Deathless Divide actually just came out um it takes place it's basically so the whole premise is if a zombie outbreak starts uh and stop like puts a stop to the civil war um so like during Gettysburg all the dead people get up and start attacking all the living people and so they have to put a whole pause to it Hmm. um and then it's kind of Based, I don't know if you guys know anything about re-education schools. Um, basically, uh, Native kids and like basically kids of color in general were taken from their families and put into these schools to be like raised in the Western way, which you know is a whole thing. So that is a thing in this world. But instead of teaching them, or it, actually, in addition to teaching them like Western manners and how to dress a fine lady and all that crap. Um, They also learn how to protect people from zombies. And the main character is at one of these schools and she's being trained to be an attendant. So basically she's being trained to be like the right hand maid since slavery is technically, technically abolished now, but. um, But everyone's zombies, so. Yeah, but, well, not everybody. I know. So it, it's really fascinating. It plays into or sort of presents the topical issues of the time, like the sort of value of life and people trying to find all these loopholes to reinstate slavery, even though mad shit is going on. Um, and kind of how that no matter what even in these like crazy mystical monstrous times like the human tendencies and evils and stuff still rise up maybe even more than ever and it's actually i think it's super educational even though it's fiction Mm -hmm. um it's really really cool and i think it would make a badass tv series Mm -hmm. especially with the kind of music that people are making right now because there's some like 
country western aspects like they end up in kind of the middle of the desert a few times and I don't know it's really tight um do we want to do like one at a time like I do one and then like Aisha Brenna me sure yeah um my first recommendation is also like a speculative fiction Mm -hmm. it is called The River of No Return by B. Ridgeway it um was put out by Plume in 2013 I believe Mm -hmm. and it's about a man is sort of suddenly transported from his timeline 200 years into the future where he is um scouted by this group of people this group looks for um time traveling individuals and sets them up with a bunch of money and a place to stay and um just forces them to assimilate to the time that they have jumped forward to and the book just sort of takes off from there i didn't know very much about it going in and i loved it it was exciting plotty but also had some really nice like well-written passages in there and it's just like if you're experiencing a reading slump and you like adult fiction and even if you're not a huge speculative fiction fan because I'm not you'll like this Mm. I'm almost sure of it well I like speculative fiction so I'll probably love it yeah cool I usually listen to books honestly lately which I love I would also recommend the Dread Nation audiobook because the narrator is one of my faves yeah, that can make or break an audiobook for sure. I don't even know her name. I just love the way she reads. I can pull it up because I'm listening to the second one right now. It just came out on the fourth. I'm trying to beat you. Google search off. It's Bonnie Turpin. Ah. It's Bonnie Turpin. I knew you were gonna say that because she's so good. Okay. <laughs> it's um Bonnie Turpin. If you don't know, is incredible. Uh-huh. She um. Voices a lot of African-American voices, mm-hmm. and she played Natasha in the audiobook for The Sun is Also a Star. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. She's great. Yeah, I love, because the uh, narrator is so sassy. She's, like, funny and honest, and she's not a reliable narrator necessarily, but, I mean, who freaking is? Um... I don't know. Yeah, and I really like her performance a lot. In fact, they added the second one is narrated by two people, and I was, like, really upset about it at <laughs> first because it just meant less time with her. But I'm, I'm, I don't mind it too much now. But, yeah. Anyways, so Brenna. Yeah. So I feel like mine are not exactly – I mean, I, I think they're sort of underrated. I mean, first is because I read so much of just – the everyday YA that everyone talks about. Why are you saying yeah so much? <laughs> You're like, Sorry, yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> really excited. But I think my first one is just Lauren Oliver, the author, because she is, I don't know. I just really love her writing. And I actually used her quote for my high school yearbook. It was pretty embarrassing because I feel like it's, it's one of those like, you can fly or you can do whatever. It's stupid. But um, I used it for my high school yearbook and I really love her. But I, the first book I read was Before I Fall, which I'm pretty sure was made into an awful movie recently or some sort of, maybe it was like a mini series or something. Um, so maybe people have heard of 
um, before I fall. But it's basically, it's a super popular girl who, um, she's basically has everything super popular. I think one of the opening scenes is her basically getting sexually assaulted by her teacher that she's had a crush on for a very long time. So it's very like, oh my God. And in essentially she has to relive, she dies and she has to relive every single day. It's basically, you know, Groundhog Day. Um, she has to relive every single day until she figures out like what basically how to be, I don't know, a better person. Hmm. And it, I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it, but the ending is super fantastic. And she basically sacrifices herself for someone else. And that's like how she was meant to die, I guess. Um, and it's very beautiful. And like the passages are really pretty. And um, I just, I don't know. I really, really love that book. Um, and then I think I have a quote, which is super lame, but it's mm-hmm. really pretty. Um, and it's, that's when I realized that certain moments go on forever. Even after they're over, they still go on. Even after you're dead and buried, those moments are lasting still backward and forward on into infinity. They're everywhere and everything all at once. They're the meaning. Hmm. And I don't know if that's the last quote in the book. It may be, but that's one of my favorite quotes. And she also wrote the delirium series, which is probably, um, it's a trilogy. And I feel like it's one of the more underrated trilogies in YA. Yeah. It's still on shelves and people definitely know about it, but um, I think they tried to do like a pilot episode and it was re- with Emma Roberts um, and it was not not picked up <laughs> as as most uh, as most YA adaptations are um, nowadays. But it's mostly just like love is considered a disease. And when you turn I think it's when you turn 18, you get like a um, some sort of treatment. Um, you get a surgery where it's like, OK, you basically turn into a zombie and mm. she um she runs off, obviously, and falls in love, and it goes on from there. But I think Lauren Oliver is just a very underrated author, because you hear about a lot about the other YA authors, but I don't know. I really like Lauren Oliver, and I think she's great. And I think she inspired a lot of my writing, just because it, it is a lot more, like, for instance, like, The Hunger Games is very kind of direct, but she writes a lot more, like, flowery and pretty, and yeah, I like that, so I don't know. Awesome. That's, that's my first one. Yeah. And I guess I should say my first one was a New York Times bestseller, but um, I still have Good for haven't, you. Well, I'm just kidding. I still feel like it's so good and would make such a good on-screen adaptation. Like, I wish people were talking about it as much as people talked about Hunger Games or Twilight or Harry Potter, because mm-hmm. it's, like, way cooler and more important. <laughs> and still fun to yeah. read, so. But anyways. You saying something's more important than Harry Potter? I know, right? Ooh. Well... Times have changed. Exactly. Times have changed, man. Um, Grown up. <laughs> so my second one is another series. Um, it is called The Great Library. Yes. So, my best friend tried to get me to read that. Oh, my God. You <laughs> totally should. Mine did, too. It was Anna Claire. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not best friends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, really good. The last one in the series came out in August. Um it baffles me like you can't really find it in a library or bookstore it's kind of hard to and that blows my mind it is such a good read it like that feeling that I had when I read Harry Potter I had it with this one because of the characters and because Mm -hmm. of the story but it's like way more badass because the well I guess I should explain the premise basically it exists in like a world in 20. 20-something where the Great Library of Alexandria never burnt down. 
so the library controls everything in government like more powerful than governments more powerful than religions or uh, monarchies so as a result there's like except for in america overall in the world there's a bit less bigotry and like xenophobia and islamophobia like that is less of a thing because there was never like an is islamic empire that was more powerful than the library but then there's these other problems with the control of information and the printing press gets gets uh suppressed and all this crap it's really fascinating and cool and well written the characters are awesome so i don't really have anything else to say about it besides the fact that both of you well you've heard of it from me but mm -hmm. that that you knew what i was talking about too mm -hmm. you should read it i feel i mean the author's pretty successful in other stuff but it it breaks my heart that this it's rachel kane right mm -hmm. and it's just such a relevant concept like the spread of information and, yeah because their whole argument for like suppressing the invention of the printing press is that like the publication of books and knowledge is like really important and powerful and we can't trust it to the like everyone and that is such a as we're dealing with like fake information and all this stuff on the internet like that is such a problem that we do deal with but is the solution to take away access from like the, the common person is the solution to burn down every copy of twilight that ever existed right so <laughs> sure yeah okay <laughs> who wants to come with us and do that tomorrow so, yeah. but anyways that's my last one i can do one more from everybody yeah um my next one is not just a book it's a author mm. karen slaughter okay has been writing thrillers for years now she mm. is established but i think that her writing is along the same lines or even better than um gillian flynn mm. she just writes really brutal femme centric violent thrillers and mysteries and um she has a few series out, but what I really prefer are her standalone books. Mm -hmm. um, they're like quite hefty, like tomes that you can just get lost in for an entire day or multiple days. Um, one of my favorite ones from her is a book called The Good Daughter, which um, takes place in the aftermath of a brutal murder in a small town in Georgia. I believe and um a woman when she's a teenager and her sister her whole family are attacked and um it is one of the most gripping first scenes that you will ever read so if you can handle it if you can stomach violence i would definitely suggest karen slaughter's books cool is that a pen name I think it's her real name. That's crazy. That's I know. badass. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. So ironic. I know. Yeah. If it is. She was born to do this. I know. Right? Yeah. Cool. That is awesome. And I guess my um, other one would be, again, I, I don't really read underrated books, but <laughs> <laughs> my other one is We Were Liars, um, which I love. It's, I'm not as many of you may know, 
based on my blog and etc. I really only read genre YA, like genre YA, because that's just my thing. I love sci-fi. I'm not super big into fantasy, um, but I do really like sci-fi and dystopian, apocalyptic, all that kind of stuff. And that's what I like to write in as well. But We Were Liars is more of a, um, it's a mystery basically. And it's kind of, it seems very, when I first started reading it, I was like, this is weird. I don't know why I'm reading this because it's not something I would typically read, but it's more of like, basically the main character gets, um, she was obviously in an accident and she has migraines and doesn't really know what's going on. And the whole thing is, it's not in chronological order and she has to figure out what happened. Um, and her whole family is just kind of like, cra- it's basically like a family, her whole family's crazy and it's kind of like a murder mystery and um, not really a murder mystery, but kind of a, an accident happened and they have to go through and she has to figure out um, figure out what went down. And I'm never usually into those kind of books, but the writing is so good. Um, and it was, I don't even, I'm trying to remember who the author even is. <laughs> Please. Um, but she, let's, oh yeah, E. Lockhart, um, and mm-hmm. she, I don't know, the book is just so good. And I really, like, when I, gr- growing up, I really loved, like, all the middle grade books that took place, like, during the summer, or on spring vacation, mm-hmm. spring vacation, spring break, or stuff like that. Um, and I, there was this one series that literally, like, I was obsessed with, and it was, like, each, each book was, like, summer vacation or spring break. Like, it was all, that. those are the titles of the books. And this feels very similar to that, but it is way up a notch. Yeah. We stand a camp, camp setting. Yes. Hmm. Summary setting. This is, like, this is, like, a super rich family who has, like, an island, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's, Whoa. it's basically that. And it's just very, I, I, I'm always obsessed with, I'm a beach gal. So, <laughs> that sounds so, so lame. Because I'm literally the palest person you'll ever see. But I, I, I very much prefer the beach than anything else. And so I really, really liked it. Um, and it's really good. So, Oh, my God. Brenna. Yes. I drove down to the beach last Tuesday. Just randomly? Uh-huh. See, I love living in the state. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. So <laughs> we did an episode about, like, story tropes that we're obsessed with. And one of mine has always been, like, kind of running runaways or whatever. Like, in the idea of driving down to the beach randomly. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, a really intense therapy session. <laughs> And I went down after that. And it just happened to be, it was like that random sunny day. <laughs> the one sunny day we've had in months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 70. Ugh. Um, anyways, relevant. Do you guys have any, I mean, do you have another one you want to talk about, Aisha? Because I know I you do. do. Okay, cool. All, again, all of mine are just not underrated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe The Host by Stephanie Meyer. Everyone hates Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> so. That one, I mean, I enjoyed <laughs> reading it. I enjoyed reading it, too. I think the story is super interesting. The narrator's more likable. Yeah. Than what? Than Bella? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I also just have to say, I know I keep adding stuff about mine, but that <laughs> the Great Library, in terms of um, image painting, if that makes sense, like, the atmosphere is so well-written, and the lighting mm-hmm. is so good, to the point where my mom and I, I got her to read it, and we were talking about this one scene, and, like, the and it had been a while it's been like a year since I read the first one like and I knew exactly what the lighting how it was described and like what it looked like in that scene that's really cool I feel like that's kind of rare that is very rare because when I think about like Twilight or Hunger Games I think about the movies I don't think about what is in the books because I don't remember and I don't remember what my imagination told me because it it was painted on a 
screen, so that's all I remember. But Can I ask you guys an unrelated sort of question? Mm-hmm. Of course. So when you read, do you, like specifically when it comes to houses or like schools, do you picture, like what do you picture? I think I definitely base it off of places that I've been right. before. And the picture will come more fully together Mm -hmm. the more that I read but I do have to sort of say okay we're in Anna Claire's house okay yeah and so so I'll do like it's weird I'll it depends on kind of it seems kind of random but I'll just any house that I've lived in Mm -hmm. I've only really lived in like two but or just and obviously like I'll sometimes like mix the schools that I've been to together and make like a weird yeah, but it, it's always based on because that's just what I know. Mm-hmm. So, so I realize after the fact, I guess while yeah. I'm reading that, oh sh- shit, this is what I'm picturing is the place I used to live. Or mm-hmm. the weirdest one for me though is I somehow, I know we keep talking about Twilight, but somehow Bella's house was the house from Life with Derek. Hmm. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's really weird and funny, but I know. Exactly no, I get what, what you're saying. You're Their house yeah. was so dark on that show. Yeah. Did they even have windows? Probably not. Who knows? There was so much so incest much was going, going on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh my gosh! Don't do that. so weird. <laughs> Is that on Disney Plus? I don't I, think so. No, think it's too. I would, I would already, but pretty much the entire series is on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So. There's some stands. Are you, are you a Life with Derek fan? I was. I was also a, um, what's the, Naturally Sadie? Oh. Naturally Sadie. Oh my They were gosh. both Canadian think, shows. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. That rings a bell, time. but I don't even remember, yeah. like, I kind of remember. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah. Cool. I've always, I'm always curious about that, what people. Well, literally when I, I mean, for writing it's different, because writing you kind of have to base. I mean, right. you don't have to, but like. But you plan it out. Like, I literally went and took pictures of her old school to get an idea of, like, what I wanted for mine um, to write a high, about a high school, so. Cool. But, yeah. Awesome. Well. Why do you think these books haven't gotten the attention they deserve? I mean, mine kind oh, of have, yeah. but I don't for I feel like historical fiction just hasn't ever gotten the, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, Outlander's huge right now. That's true. That is true. Um, you were right about that. I think it's getting a lot better. I think just period pieces can be more expensive to create, potentially. Um, I don't know. But I think Dread Nation has, thankfully, so far been pretty well recognized. I hope that continues, and I would love to see it on screen. Um, Just to see the music artists they bring in to to make a soundtrack. And Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you again, Aisha, if you do read it, because... There's this one scene I have like such a clear visual image of like where it would take place mm. if it was filmed around here, and it'd be so freaking cool and like <laughs> historically nuanced and yeah. So we we need to have a talk later, but um, and then for a great library, I really don't know. It's really amazingly written, and I don't know. It's a shame. It scares me too when I think about that because. It makes me feel like no matter how well I, or how much work I put into something, it might not. I mean, she's still published and successful. It's all, I don't know, it's all pretty complicated, but yeah. <laughs> she's published multiple books, 
from the same publisher. She was devoted fans. She is a success. It's yeah. just not every book is going to be divergent or whatever. <laughs> don't, do don't, get don't get any clear. Don't get any clear story yeah, on do that. Do you even want to be divergent? No. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be a complete ripoff of another book. But we're so badly written. At the same time, I do want to be, <laughs> I do want to have a little bit of success. Well, she does. <laughs> she has a lot of success, yeah. I'm at Rachel Kane. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Her too. Her too. What about you, Aisha? Mm, for my books, I am only saying underrated because I don't hear a whole lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got the recommendations from people on BookTube, people yeah. who are interested in books. So it's not as if it was never heard of. It's yeah. just... I want to hear more about it, and I think that it's, in the case of Karen Slaughter, I think she's equally as strong a writer as Gillian Flynn, Mm -hmm. if not stronger. Hmm. And it's just about, like, does the market have space for... I think the right word is, is the book mainstream versus just... Because, like, people in the book community may be obsessed with it and always talk about it, but... Yeah, I mean, and everyone in the world knows who John Green is, but do everyone in the world know who this book is? Okay, well... That was a bad example, but yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> you say everyone in the world knows who J.K. Rowling is. Okay, there you go. But we don't need to talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that's all. That's all for today. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to let us know what you think or suggest a new discussion topic. You can email us at nature at gmail.com or use the Ask Me Anything tab on our stupid Tumblr, nature.tumblr.com. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>